Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Here we are again. Justin, we're in the emergency meeting. Unfortunately, without Bob, poor Bob. Um, but look, uh, we talked about this a little bit before this we recorded the show. The Matt Taibbi performance. Matt Taibbi went on to the Mehdi Hassan show, and this was over. This is after an interaction he had with Hassan on Twitter, right? So this is actually an important interaction that he had because this will come in the. This will bring this up in in a second, right? But in response to a tweet, right, that Mehdi Hassan. Uh, put out, this was a couple of weeks ago, March 24th, right? It, it, the, the news that Twitter had blocked the accounts of several high-profile Canadians, including NDP lead, leader Jasmeet Singh and poet Ruby Kaur from internet users in India, right? Uh, this was done at the request of the Indian government. Uh, the Indian government lobbied Musk, basically, to uh, the Modi government to bl- basically suppress free speech on Twitter. Um. So obviously, very important, right? This is this is a big story. Mr. Champion of free speech, Elon Musk, who uh, hand who cherry picked files and handed to cherry picked journalists uh, to release these files to the public, and kicking off U.S. journalists off the platform. Uh, but he's also been uh, censoring Canadians and anybody critical of the Modi government, right, at the request of the Indian government. Okay, so are you surprised, Justin? Are you shocked? Uh, extremely. I mean. No, Twitter never does that under Elon Musk because Elon Musk would never, never bow to the request of a government to remove things because that is the most immoral, disgusting, awful thing a a social media company could do, according to Elon Musk. So clearly that can't be what's happening. It can't be true, right? (laughs) So anyway, Mehdi Hassan tweets out, he says, I'm sure Taibi is all over this, right? I'm sure Taibi is all over this. So then Matt Taibbi tweets back to Mehdi Hassan. This is on March 24th. He says, why don't you invite me on your show to talk about it since you're so absolutely sure of what I'll say? And then Hassan tweeted back and said, sure, how about next week's show? My team is reaching out with a request, requested invite. Okay, so fast forward to uh, this past week and Taibbi goes on to the Mehdi Hassan show. And let's just say it didn't go very well for Matt Taibbi. <laughs> Um, I'm going to play a clip, right? This is, I've got a couple of clips here, right? I'm going to play the first clip. And um, this was, I I want to play the whole thing out because it's important, right? This, this I want, I want everyone to listen to it. It's about two minutes, I think. So please listen to the whole thing and you'll get a taste of, of, of just how bad this was. You talk a lot about the election integrity project in the Twitter files, which Stanford and the University of Washington founded to monitor attacks on our elections. Um, And you say some stuff about them that a lot of your critics say is not true, and that affects your credibility. You said the EIP was founded in response 
to the government dropping its proposal for a disinformation government. Well, there you are. We're quoting you on screen. It wasn't. It was formed two years earlier. Uh, you suggest it was government funded, even though during the 20 election, 2020 election that you're covering, it wasn't. Uh, you say they labeled 22 million tweets as misinformation in the run up to the 2020 vote. They didn't. Uh, they got they flagged 3000 election misinformation tweets for labeling. So you were only 21 million nine hundred ninety seven thousand off. And you also um, claim the EIP was let me finish the question. You can come back in. You also claim the EIP was partnered with the government cybersecurity and infrastructure agency, CISA, to censor Twitter. But you mix up CISA. CISA, a Homeland Security Agency, with the Center for Internet Security, the CIS, which is a non-profit. In fact, you added an A to CIS. I think people can see it there uh, in brackets uh, to make that false claim. It's just error after error, Matt, on just this one That's topic. Error. But the other, but the, the other ones aren't. The, the, no, no. The, 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 the Twenty-two million number came from their own report. Yeah, where did the, it came from? A report in March twenty. Do you know what the 22 million number is, Matt? Can you tell me? Because we checked. 22 million is the number of tweets about election misinformation that were just that they just mapped. How many tweets were they? The ones they actually flagged to Twitter before the election. 22 million came after the election. It wasn't in the run up. They flagged 3000. So you were off by 21 million nine hundred I stand by my story. You stand by what story? You stand by 22 million were flagged in the run-up to the election, even though that number came in March 2021, which was after the election. No, that's, this came in their report after the election. Which was about some, to some total of tweets that they counted on the election. What they flagged to Twitter was 2,980 tweets, I believe. So that's nowhere that's near 22 million. Uh, Come on, I've, what? You got something wrong. You got CISA wrong. Why did you add A? Okay, Matt, why did you add A in square brackets? Do you understand why people worry about I actually thought that. And why I didn't you fix it? I, I just checked the tweet before I came on air. It's been three weeks since it was flagged to you. Why not fix it? Do you not have editors at the racket? I, I didn't realize that until now. Okay, and what about the date? You got the date wrong when it was found. You said it was founded in response to the disinformation board. That was last year. Well, because Stamos is saying in the, in the video that, uh, you know, we were sort of created to fill the gaps. Uh, no, no, that's not, that's not what you say in the tweet. That's not what you say in the tweet. You say, SIO was created in 2018. No, no, no. You say, this is what you say, that it would, the EIP was created after the public uproar paused the disinformation board. That's wrong. You need to correct that as well, don't you? After the... Uh, that's what no. your words. You take to quote you after public uproar pause, the Orwellian disinformation governance board, Stanford created the EIP. That's wrong. Well, uh, that's what they say. I, 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 uh, my, well, you, my could check, you, could check, you don't need sources, Matt. You could check the EIP website. It says it was created in 2020. Well, that's the date that I just said. And the, the disinformation board was 2022. Okay. All right. Well, then that is an error. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. And and so so look, the you okay, Justin? Oh my! You know what that is? That's the sound of someone who has no longer been is no longer accustomed to having someone tell them you're wrong, and you ha and they have to listen. Right? It's like like. He no longer has an editor. He no longer has anyone to say, hey, man, you're wrong. You shouldn't do that. He's always got just people telling him, you're the great Matt Taibbi. You're always right, and no one can tell you you're wrong. That's what it sounds like when you run into reality. 
and you can't ha- and everyone doesn't just agree with everything you say. Yes, this the danger. Wow. You absolutely nailed it, right? It's the it's the the very very serious danger of believing your own bullshit, right? That that you are a genius, right? Matt Taibbi. I think this was happened, right? He's been so used to being told that he's a great. He's a, he's like you know, uh, once in a generation journalist and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that he now cannot see. Um, or has no awareness of his own vulnerabilities or his own weaknesses, right? And then, right, Mehdi Hassan just skewered him. Like, skewered him. It was brutal, right? And it went on and on and on. It was like 30 minutes of of just... I mean, I, I have never seen anything like that. And he wasn't right? even being particularly hostile or nasty about it. He was just like, no, no these are the facts and we're going to talk about those facts and we're not going to change reality we're not going to pretend that's not happening these are the facts and matt taibbi was clearly not prepared for that in any way shape or form at all yeah there's there's another clip that i want to play as well right uh try not to laugh too hard justin because this is i don't know whether this one is worse um it might be worse. It might be. It, it might be worse. I don't know. Uh, but listen to this one, right? You ready? Okay. Okay. Uh, let's just take the very first example you cited in the very first thread, which went mad viral. You wrote by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back, handled. Now, that sounds bad, but aside from the fact that the Biden team was not the government at the time, it turns out that at least three, maybe four of those five tweet URLs uh, that you link to, that they link back to non-consensual nude images of Hunter Biden. Why was it wrong, Matt, for the Biden campaign, not the government at the time, to ask Twitter to enforce its own terms of service against people basically posting revenge porn? Do you understand why people question your credibility on this whole project when you omit such crucial context right from the get-go? First of all, the, the, the reason that's important is because the ordinary person can't just call up Twitter and have something taken off Twitter. If you put something nasty about me on uh, on the on Twitter, I can't just call up Twitter and talk to the government liaison whose name I won't mention on the air and say, hey, can you take care of this and have them take care of that? That doesn't work for the ordinary person. The Biden campaign could do it. Donald Trump could do it. Um, but I can't do it. Can you do it? I don't think so. Uh, you didn't answer and, my question. Why didn't you tell us what were in the URLs? Because it, it sounds much worse than it is. When you discover that actually it was simply a violation of Twitter's terms of service, that these were nude, non-consensual images for Hunter Biden, why not mention that? Did you not know? In which case, no. that's kind of incompetent. Or did you know and you were just hiding it from people? Incompetent? Are I mean, you if you didn't know, if you put MSNBC. My Did God, you, know, you got six consecutive years of just screw-ups on the Russia story. Well, that, well, that was predictable. If we're going to do predictable. Uh, can you answer the question? Did you know what was in the URLs when you posted them? I it's a simple what question. was in the URLs. Why didn't you tell us? I don't need to. Because it's, it's really, You don't think it's relevant that it's a violation of Twitter's terms of service to have nude pictures of Hunter Biden up? Look, every time they make a request to, to Twitter, they're doing what, what you're arguing. They're, they're making the, the argument... That oh we're not we're not actually asking this isn't censoring this is just the government pointing out that this That's or the that. email show that you posted 
they don't the, demand the, anything, but, do they? They say, can you can you check if this is in line with your terms of service? And those URLs weren't. So I'm wondering why first, you wouldn't first, mention that. First of all, the government, um, I can't even report that yet. All right. The, when they're doing this, it's self-evident what they're doing. And I don't have to make claims about what it is. I can just show you what they're doing. Everybody but you knows. you didn't, Matt. That's the problem. You didn't show the world that the Biden campaign asked for I nude did, images. It. You didn't. Other people pointed out what those URLs were. You never did. And it, that's the problem, Matt. There's a lot of omission. There's a lot of things that I, that I wrote. Oh, am, I, am I going to describe every single thing that I, I, mean, I published? That was the first Twitter file and the most viral tweet. Yeah. So, ow. Oh, my ow. God. Oh, that, again, that is someone who's never just not used to having to answer to anyone for anything. Right, 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 right. And this, this is the first time because, I mean, look, I I've, it, 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 I find this, you know, it was great and, and uh, but very frustrating as well, right? Because I've been um, covering this Taibi uh, Twitter file nonsense for several weeks now, months, right? And pointing out the schoolboy errors in, in his journalism right his quote-unquote journalism um you could take any one of these twitter file threads right you could just pick one at random take a few of the tweets out and you just see error after error after error after error like basic stuff like really really basic stuff that he hasn't fact-checked or he's omitting um key context and key details that would paint a very very different picture of the story that he's he's you know obviously been uh, a <laughs> Uh, hand-picked by Elon Musk to to release, right? So I, I, I definitely, like, it's frustrating that he's evaded questioning on his journalism by anybody vaguely, you know, serious for so long because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He just goes on his podcast with, with uh, uh, you know, Russell Brand or whoever it is who's not going to ask him any real questions. They're not real journalists. They don't have any, you know, they're part of the whole kind of alt-media um, industrial complex um, that now that basically has a, has this narrative about the Democratic Party and centrists and uh, you know that they're the, the real sort of evil threat in America um, and he, he never has to subject himself to any scrutiny and he gets subjected to just this the Mehdi Hassan is doing right is nothing particularly um, it, it wasn't mean it wasn't unfair at all he just said look here are the mistakes you've made and here's why people are criticizing your journalism and he couldn't answer anything at all instead he started attacking msnbc and saying you know you're part of msnbc it was, it was oh my like god he, that was insane it was like right? incompetent well what about msnbc it's like are did you did you just try to do that in the middle of a conversation just start, start talking about someone else while you were fucking up left and right it's like that was no. so maga of him it's like, i get that all the time and i'm arguing with somebody it's like, oh, Republicans did this. Oh, but what about Democrats? It's like, we're, we're not talking about Democrats. We're talking about this specific, specific thing that Republicans did. Oh, but what? it's like, oh, wow. That's just wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, so um, he went on, right, about for, 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 you know, you remember in the beginning, right, I wrote about, uh, I mean, I, I talked about why he went on, right, why he he went on to the Mehdi Hassan show um, in the beginning. Right. Um, and it was, it was because of that, that interaction that he had uh, with, with Matt Taibbi, um, right. Or, or, or with, uh, with Mehdi Hassan and uh, Mehdi Hassan specifically talked about it. The tweet was specifically about the Indian government. Okay. 
Um, so this was what I thought what I thought was the most interesting part of this as well was then Toby went on the show and basically said, I don't have to talk about that. Right. And, and Which he tweeted insane. this out. He, he tweeted this out. He says, how can this is, he talked about this on the show as well. Right. Um, he said, how can Med, Mehdi Hassan demand I comment on something I haven't covered, e.g. Modi, when he repeatedly refused to address his errors, his network affirmatively did make, but were exposed by TF reports, Twitter files reports, e.g. Hamilton 68. That doesn't need addressing before accusing others of a cop-out, right? So Mehdi Hassan tweeted back at him. He said, a reminder nearly two weeks ago, Matt Tybee invited himself onto my show, almost challenged me to have him on to talk India, Modi, censorship, Musk. But today he came on the show and refused to engage and claimed not to know the details of the story. I mean, seriously, that's the the dog that's that's worse than the dog ate my homework. That really is worse than the dog ate my homework excuse. It's like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that story. It's like you literally said, invite me on so I can talk about that. And then two weeks pass by and you show up and you don't know about the specific thing you said you were going to talk about. That's yeah. humiliating. That's absolutely yeah, okay. humiliating. I'm, I'm going to play the interaction here. I'm going to play the, the, the tweet here. I'm sorry, everybody, if this is uh, very um, audio heavy with with the show, but I think it's important, right? So to see, this is and it's thoroughly, funny. It's yeah, funny it's as hell. Funny. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play the clip. This is this is when they have a confrontation over the Modi story. Okay, would you like to criticize us now? No, I don't. I don't particularly want to. Um, I, it, look, I didn't. I didn't criticize him really before, uh, and I think that what the Twitter files are uh, is a step in the right direction. Um, but it's the same Twitter I, that he's I running I don't, I don't right have now. To disagree with him. If you want to ask, I, I think understood, Matt. Well, I'll ask you a specific one. You, you no, ask, ask you a specific. No, 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 no. It's not in bad faith, Matt. Sorry, you it say that Twitter. Is. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my question. You're saying that. He's good for Twitter and good for speech. I'm saying he's using Twitter to help one of the most right-wing governments in the world censor speech. I will criticize that. Will you? I have to do. I have to look at the story first. I'm not looking at it now. Hold on, hold on. I I, I posted the story two weeks ago. You tweeted oh, at me. Invite. I don't watch the Midi Hassan show. You do actually. You do because you tweeted at me saying, "Invite me on the show, and I'll tell you my views." Here you are. No, what you, is your view? I, I on, didn't there watch it is. It. You, there it is. Look, yeah, and you said, "Look, we'll read you of words." Why don't you invite me on your show to talk about it? Since you're so absolutely sure of what I'll say, you're right. I'm not sure. What is your view on Musk working with Modi to censor speech? That's I have what to you ask him you... about the particulars about it. But listen, this came up the first time. Uh, I think it was Twitter files number six when when you said uh, after this, this was a big one that we had done about the relationship between Twitter, the FBI, and the DHS. And as that story came out, you were giving me a hard time about tweeting through it, I think was the, was the quote. Essentially, yeah. you said, you don't, so essentially, you're arguing that this information was not in the public interest, that I somehow shouldn't have done this story that I'd worked hard on, uh, because... Elon Musk tweeted something. You don't think that's no, a banned journalist? I think if no, hold, hold on, Matt, if you're doing a story about free speech on Twitter and the head of Twitter bans journalists. Yeah, I think most people, by the way, Barry Weiss, your partner in crime on that. You're sorry, your colleague, your reporter. Sorry for that euphemism, your reporting colleague. She actually did call him out. So it's weird that Barry Weiss had more integrity on that. Some might argue your critics might say than you did. <laughs> it's just it, 
There's <laughs> like there's like thirty. There's it's like half an hour of it or twenty five minutes of of just. I can't oh, believe yeah. you sat through the whole thing, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is Matt Toby's been on Twitter. Uh, it, it's been hilarious, right? He's tra- He's been training on Twitter all for the last two days now, right? For being having. I mean, even his fans are saying, "Yeah, that 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 wasn't good, right? <laughs> this this wasn't good." So, um, this is what Toby tweeted. This is today on on. Uh, April. No, this came out April. Yeah, April sixth. Actually, late night, late last night. He was tweeting at all hours on Thursday night, saying he said the decision by Mehdi Hassan to pull a pure ad hominem interview. With oh, no pur- bullshit! He said, but with no purpose, but to attack me personally to deflect attention from what we found reveals him to be the latest in a long line of security state attack dogs at MSNBC, whose job is to obscure damaging truths. Right. <laughs> Oh boo hoo! What a victim! He's such—he's the victim here, right? And then he says, and then he says, uh, and everyone was like, "Bro, just take the L, right?" And he says, "No, I will not take the L. A misplaced acronym and a wrong date don't invalidate the months of important work. Nearly a dozen journalists, including um, Schellenberger, Jake, whoever, Michael Schellenberger, and Barry Weiss, and myself, put in so that the public could see the breadth of state a state censorship program." Yeah, uh-huh. right. It's like I asked him. I said, I tweeted at him, and I said, "Can you name a single instance of an ad hominem in in, in the interview? Just one." He called me incompetent. No. Right? Like, My God, it's so embarrassing. I mean, it, d- does he really not know what an ad hominem attack is? What an ad hominem is? Like, well, he, he's just he, hoping he that other people don't. Yeah, it's like it's like, bro. We all saw the interview. We all saw it. We know this. He wasn't attacking your your character. He wasn't making um, arguments based on your character. He was taking apart your journalism and showing you that the the your reporting is so bad, right? It's so filled with errors that nobody can take anything that you say seriously at all, right? Like nothing. I mean, and this is the issue, right? This I feel this, this is the issue. This is the thing that I really. Uh, uh, who was it? Who's that guy? Michael Tracy. Oh, Jesus. Um, My- Michael Tracy right. uh, ch- chimed in and said something uh, along the lines of, he said, um, he said, uh, uh, did you notice that the bold adversarial MSNBC author, Mehdi Hassan, completely ignored the substance of the material Matt Taibbi has reported on the inner workings of the US security state and instead chose to spend the entire interview hammering Taibbi himself? ponder that for a while right uh, so anyway, that is not so, at all what happened <laughs> right of course but regardless right it's like look if you're going to report on the inner workings of the u.s security state as matt Taibbi was claiming that he was doing which he, he he actually wasn't if you want to go into it but more but you better be pretty fucking accurate right you better get your fucking facts right Right. That's what any good editor would say would be like, OK, if you're going to do this, if it's such a big, important story, make sure that you've got the facts right. Make sure that you don't screw up dates. Make sure that you don't omit key evidence or context. Right. That people have a very clear picture of the story. I have to say, look, Barry Weiss at least did that. Barry Weiss at least had, took some responsibility right, in her reporting um, and, uh, and, and, get, and, and at least tried to give two sides to, to the story. Right. And she has. Uh, criticized Elon Musk too, right? So you know, 
congrats for that. I don't agree. I think her journalism as well, um, um, you know, is not isn't great. Uh, but it's not like this. It's not it's not hack nonsense like Toby's putting out, right? So sure, it's like report on this stuff. I'm all for it, right? I'm all for the reporting, right? But the the, the basic questions like why we you know, that Toby has not answered, right? Like, why do you think Elon Musk picked you? Why do you think he only gave you uh, very cherry-picked files that only show um, malfeasance on part of the Democrats, right? If that. Exactly. Right? (laughs) Or tried to depict it as malfeasance. Right, right. These are are some very basic questions. These are some very, very, very basic questions that he might have asked, or he might have at least included in his report, that Musk notably didn't give him access to that. Or didn't show instances of Trump of the Trump administration, who was the actual government at the time, right? You're talking about the Biden campaign team. Biden's campaign team—they're not the government, right? And, okay. and, and the Republicans had Trump had so many requests; they had a literal database for them. Right. It was that many. It wasn't like a few. It was so many. There was an actual database, and Taibbi didn't know about it. So didn't know about it, didn't seem to care about it, right? And and look, that that does concern me, right? It does concern me that the government are constantly contacting Twitter to remove tweets they don't like for nothing, right? Not even saying, can you check whether it violates your terms of service policy, right? They're just saying remove it because we don't like it. What the FBI were doing and what the Biden campaign were doing were emailing Twitter executives and saying, listen, can you look at this to see whether it violates your terms of service? And the Twitter team did their due diligence. They checked the tweets. And I think, for example, I think in most of the cases, they declined. They said, no, it doesn't violate our terms of service. We're not going to delete it. Um, But they did take, for example, the Hunter Biden stuff down because it violates their terms of service. Right. So Taibbi is claiming this is some major deep state conspiracy or state sanctioned. What did, what was the line again that he that he used? Um, was no, I missed. <laughs> what did he call um, Mehdi Hassan? Is something like a state sanctioned uh, MSNBC? Uh, uh, here we go, security state attack dog. Right. It's just that's just gibberish. Blah blah blah. That's ad hominem. That's an ad hominem. Yeah. That's an ad hominem. Yeah, that's a, that's an ad hominem. Now, right. So um, now, do you think that an, an important thing to, to pay attention to? Now, Ben, how long have you been writing? How long have you been a writer? How long have you been writing for about politics or anything in particular? Uh, probably 15 years, maybe. Okay. I've been writing for 13 cool. years. Okay. Now, mm. and I, I've, I've explained this to, to people on a number of occasions, right? I, at this point, I consider myself a professional writer, right? I, mm. I, I write. For a living, even if it's part time, I write for a living. I've written hundreds and hundreds of articles, literally hundreds of thousands of words, probably well over a million at this point. Nothing I write and then publish, nothing I write is not is done without paying attention to what I'm doing. Everything I write is done deliberately, even my Facebook posts. I don't write and just go tap, 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 and just fire it off without looking at it. Even my tweets, I write and I look at what I'm writing. Even when I'm angry and I'm rage tweeting or rage posting, I look at what I'm writing. I can't help it. 
I have mm. to look at what I'm writing. Do the words make sense? Do they convey the message I want them to convey? I'm a professional writer. It's what I do, right? This is this is literally what I do for a living. I tell stories with my words. I have to make sure those words say exactly what I want them to say so people think what I want them to think. That's what I do for a living. Matt Taibbi's been doing it longer than I have at a much higher level than I have. So when he writes these articles and he puts out these tweets and they're misleading and they're sloppy, he fucking knows what he's doing. He's not, unless he's writing drunk or he's high on cocaine, he absolutely knows what he's putting out is deeply misleading or inaccurate because he's, he's better at this than I am. I know he's better at this. I've read his articles. I'm like, shit, I wish I could write that well. I know he's better at it. And he's been doing it at a minimum twice as long as I have. So it's not just, he, he's not doing this by accident. This isn't just happening by accident. Even my rough drafts don't have those kind of mistakes in them. They just don't. So his whole, you know, oh, that, that, yeah, that was a mistake. It's like, no, it wasn't. It absolutely was not a mistake. He knew what he was doing, and he's a fucking liar. Yeah, he, he, I don't believe a word he says when he says it was a mistake. Yeah, it, it, right. The, the, it, it's it's omitting key details, right? Omitting context, thinking that no one, or thinking or not caring whether his work is fact checked properly, right? Right. He's like, no, no one's gonna. I can say, I can say whatever I want. No one's gonna fact check me, and if I do, I don't care. Right. I'm selling the story, the narrative I want to sell. I mean, adding the A to CISA, that's not an accident. Right. You don't that's do terrible. that by accident. Terrible, 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 terrible. I mean, look, when I started out writing, um, I think it was in my, yeah, in my, in my mid-20s, really, when I re- really started to become a kind of professional writer, writing for money. Um, and uh, I was a boxing journalist. And I had an editor. You know, I had an editor. I went through a rigorous editorial process. And I made so many mistakes right i made tons oh, and tons God, and tons Jesus, and tons yes. of mistakes um and also you know when we wrote when we were running the daily banter the daily banter was a sort of um uh, uh, that was a uh you know it was it was intense intense work where we we're pumping out multiple articles a day um and one of the reasons why i closed it down and moved to the newsletter format right was because i basically thought that we couldn't do a good enough job vetting our work right we we couldn't like it's hard right? it, it, it was just too much there was too much stuff coming out all of the all the time um and we got like you know i was notified by so that i signed up to be sort of vetted on the daily banter by this um uh i can't remember what it, what it was called but it's like an organization that, that checks your work that, and they, you know, they give you a rating as opposed to how, how accurate your, your work is. And they come back to me. Oh, I, re- I remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And they flagged some of our work, right? They flagged our work and they said, look, these, these, ha- they, these contain some errors in and uh, you, you know, um, or like misattributing things or this, this not sourced correctly. Uh, I thought a lot of what they said was not actually fair um, some of it was not right, but I think that some of it was. And I went back through every article they flagged and I made sure that they were there were corrections, issues and updated. They weren't serious errors, right? Um, uh, but they were updated. And 
Yeah, it certainly wasn't anything like what... No, 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 nothing, nothing like this, right? But I went through it and I updated it. And I actually made the decision. It was after that that I decided, you know what? I don't want to... I think that we are spread too thin here. And I want to make sure that everything that we put out is rigorously fact-checked, rigorously fact-checked, that we do not put anything out and, and, and until we know that all of the sources are correct, that we're not saying anything that would... Um, you know, we're not emitting context. We're not trying to be manipulative. So that now that what we have with the banter is actually, uh, this is the best for this. To me, this is the best iteration of, of, of anything we've ever done, right? Anything banter related. Uh, right. That's why all my articles are 2000 words long. So I have like 25 links. In right, 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 right. It's like, yeah, no one's going to question anything. It's like, oh, is that true? It's like, it goddamn well is. And there's the proof. Right, right, right. right. It's fact checked, edited, right? The, the, this is, you know, and we we are you know chronically underfunded and understaffed. We would I'd love to have a team of fact checkers and to to, to come and uh, help help us out, but we don't, right? We're a small independent outlet, but that to me is the most important thing that we do, right? And it's it's after many years of doing this and understanding that you can destroy your reputation if you get this stuff wrong, and this is what Taibi is doing. He's fucking destroyed himself. He's destroyed his reputation. He's made himself look like an idiot in front of the entire, all of anybody who used to appreciate his work now cannot take him seriously, right? Unless you're a Elon Musk fanboy or you're part of the whole, whole you know, he, he's got his fans, right? I don't think he really cares. Right. He's making enough money otherwise, but he's not serious anymore and he can't take himself seriously. And I find that to be very sad. And I feel like, you know, you want to get better at this as you get older and more experienced in this game. Like you need to get better, right? You need to do better work. It may not be, you know, even if your writing isn't as, as a uh, uh, ballsy and provocative as it once was like, uh, as in Taibi, at least get the facts, right. Right. At least get better at that, better at your craft in that regard, the craft of, of, um, you know, sourcing and uh, telling a story, telling a true story or true, you know, uh, an accurate story. And it's just not. It's just nope. not. It's just. Sad. I, I feel like he went on the show to prove that he's still a real journalist, and it's been so long since he's left the uh, Fox News bubble yeah. that he just was. He must have been absolutely fucking stunned. It's like, wait, there. He's asking me questions and demanding follow up, and he's not letting me bullshit. Mm. I, wait, no, this isn't how. Oh, this is what it used to be like. Oh no, I, Tucker Carlson's not here to you know what, hold my hand and fondle my balls. I don't know what to do now. And he just he just seemed like a deer in the headlights, yep. and it was just it was absolutely humiliating and embarrassing for him, which is why he's been crying on Twitter for the last twenty four oh, hours. Sad, about it's terrible. It. It's, it's it's sad to watch. And look, I you know. I got to say, I, part of it, I didn't really enjoy watching it. I, I got to say, because I was a big fan of his um, in the past, and I've always appreciated what he's done. And and I just thought it was sad. It was sad to watch someone go out like that. It's like watching your favorite. You know, for me, like boxers are, um, you know, I'm a, a huge boxing fan. It's like when you see uh, a boxer well over there, uh, well over the hill, out of their, you know, well beyond their prime, fighting for money. Um, and getting beaten up and knocked out, and not enjoyable. You just think you got to stop this. Like I, I used to be a big fan, and now you're kind of all you're doing is humiliating yourself. 
you're ruining that me- you're ruining that memory Ru- but- ruining the memory right and and he, he is he, he's like a once great fighter uh sort of basically being paid money to do exhibition bouts and uh getting paid insane amounts of money for this but he's lost all of his actual skill as a fighter <laughs> or as a journalist right he's got none of it left he's just a sort of a, it's a sh- it, it, it looks like matt Taibbi. It sounds like matt Taibbi, but it's not you know gonna be a while before he goes back on msnbc oh yeah he's not going back on there at all he's just gonna sit on twitter and attack msnbc for and then go on his own podcast and claim that everybody's out to get him that this is a deep state i mean what what a sad little excuse medi hassan is part of the security state (laughs) okay Okay, come on security what ludicrous all right well look i think that we've covered that uh fairly in depth i would recommend everybody go and watch the interview medi hassan is brutal um shows you again like what happens when when uh, you face a real journalist right matt toby faced a, an actual journalist a real one um not 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 a uh, a twitter celebrity um so yeah please watch it C- congrats to medi hassan as well that was that was absolutely fantastic work and uh look um again sad i don't enjoy it but it's it's uh, necessary and i'm glad it's going viral i'm glad he's being raked over the coals on this because he deserves it Tisk. Tisk, yeah all right. all right well look uh we all hope um bob's uh emergency is okay and uh everybody listening thank you so much uh we really appreciate appreciate your support of the uh, you're about if you're listening to this you're about to member um thank you for your support you make what we do possible and uh so eternally grateful for that and we'll be back next week all right adios